0: From the Capital City, I'm Jazz Garrett. Cordova Pleasance joined Capital Chat to talk about the upcoming Alaska Fashion Week, being held July 20th to 22nd this year. First, Pleasance gave a rundown of what Fashion Week is.
1: Sure, so Fashion Week, this will be our third year producing a show it's a multi-day event um, where people from all over the state and country come and descend upon juno for several four or five days um, and celebrate fashion so there's multiple itinerary items and events that span three or four days and uh, event goers can pick and choose or they can attend everything Uh, it's just a celebration of fashion and bringing people together She also talks on what the theme is for this year. Yeah, so our main mission and our main theme is sustainability and promoting Alaska designers, um, giving them a platform because Alaska is so spread out and there's not one place where designers can go and really mingle with each other and learn from each other. So the theme is really slow fashion and sustainability and like
0: producing uh, locally made garments. Pleasants also spoke on how Juno's fashion district came to be in downtown. The fashion district kind of occurred
1: because so many of our local designers here in Juneau have studio spaces in that fashion district. And also historically, some of Alaska's best designers, uh, Nina Chapman, for example, from like the 70s, her mod style. She was an international designer, but based here in Juneau. And her original studio was in the fashion district here in downtown Juneau.
0: You can listen to the full show on our website, KINYradio.com. Dan Robinson and Liz Brooks from the Department of Labor joined Action Line. The
2: DOL Trends Magazine this month is titled Where Robots Are Doing the Work. About 14% of our manufacturing employees in Alaska worked in plants with robotic equipment in 2019. Those are the most recent statistics available at a state level. Nationally, 26% of manufacturing employees worked in plants with robotics. Brooks explains the reason robotics are increasing in the workforce. It's a labor shortage, and um, that it can be more cost effective for manufacturers to employ m- mechanical machinery where they're capable of doing the job than hiring employees. So, a lot of, for example, in seafood processing, these a lot of the employees come from out of state. They are working in very remote, sometimes dangerous location where it's possible to mechanize or roboticize the processing line, more and more manufacturers are choosing to do so because of the labor shortage.
0: Another reason is to reduce human error. Brex looks forward to where robotic equipment can take Alaska next.
2: University of Alaska Fairbanks has a drone research center and so again that's it's would be robotic equipment not a true robot, but they're looking to test applications that cargo could be delivered in remote locations in Alaska either autonomously or by remote control. Medical supplies, diapers, everything. So this summer they're testing autonomous Cessna Grand Caravans flying from Fairbanks to Nanana, for example. They'll still be, this is it's research, it's a research facility, they'll still be a pilot on board, but they're testing the equipment that will enable that in the future. Brooks adds she expects to see the use of robotics
0: increase in retail, logistics, and in health care. Robinson looks at robotics economically.
3: The unemployment rate is very low for Alaska and the U.S., and it has been for a while. It was low pre-pandemic, and then it's since come way back down. And part of it, Liz alluded to this a little bit, there, it, part of it's demographic, but there, there are just way more jobs available than there are bodies to fill them right now. And the unemployment rate is one of the things that, that reflect that.
0: The location and time for the global launch ceremony for the Moana Nuiakea Voyage has been changed from Bay Recreation Center to the Recreation Center at University of Alaska Southeast due to forecasted rain and cold weather. The launch will now take place tomorrow, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Coming up next on News of the North, Juno Animal Rescue is holding a fundraiser next month. A new ballot measure seeks to restrict spending on Alaska elections. And a moose in western Alaska has tested positive for rabies. Coming up next with Jordan Lewis.
3: Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Samantha Blankenship is the executive director for Juno Animal Rescue. She came on to Capital Chat to talk about an event coming up next month.
4: We hold this event every year. I think this is our fourth annual event, and we call it Whales for Tails. Fundraising Whale Watch and all of the proceeds go to benefit the animals at Juno Animal Rescue.
3: Here's how you can get tickets, as they may sell out fast.
4: So tickets are 125 but that includes the three-hour whale watching tour. So three hours on the water at sunset. So it's um, from 5 to 8 on July 1st. So it's July 4th weekend on Saturday, July 1st, from 5 to 8. And we have heavy hors d'oeuvres, and we'll also have a bunch of pet-loving people on the boat to... Share your time with, and we also, you know, tell you a little bit about the shelter when we're on the boat. So you can get them online at Juno Animal Rescue.org forward slash whales, or if you just go to Juno Animal Rescue, there's a little link on our homepage.
3: Blinkenship gives an example of how the funds are used.
4: Juno Animal Rescue is a private nonprofit, so we, even though we work in cooperation with the city and borough to provide animal control and protection services there's a lot of stuff that we do on top of that so those funds go to help support animals that maybe have a longer length of stay or special needs animals we just recently had a dog who come in who needed his leg amputated so you know that's thousands of dollars worth of surgery that we fundraise to help support and find the means to support that surgery financially and then we're able to adopt that animal out at a reasonable cost to people.
3: A new ballot measure seeks to restrict spending on Alaska elections. A group that brought ranked-choice voting to Alaska is now seeking to restrict big-money campaign donations after a federal appeals court erased the state's prior limits. Alaskans for Better Elections submitted a proposal ballot measure to the Alaska Division of Elections in early May, if approved by the division and if the group gathers sufficient signatures, Alaskans will be asked in 2024 whether they want to limit the amount of money a donor can give to a politician running for office. The proposal, modeled after a bill by Representative Calvin Schrag, an independent of Anchorage, would prohibit someone from directly giving more than 2000 per election cycle to an individual candidate's campaign or more than 5000 a year to a political party or other group. Sponsors of the measure said they hoped that the Alaska legislature would impose new limits after the 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals overturned Alaska's old limits, some of the lowest in the country, in 2021. But lawmakers failed to act before the 2022 election, which went ahead with no limits. As a result, some wealthy donors gave more than 100000 apiece to candidates in last year's governor's election. Under the prior rules, those donors would have had to contribute to third-party groups that are prohibited from coordinating with candidates. Instead, donors were able to give directly to candidates. A similar lack of restrictions will be in place during the 2024 state election as well. The Ninth Circuit decision ruled against Alaska's old campaign finance limits on free speech grounds, but the justices suggested that higher limits might be constitutional. The proposed ballot measure includes limits four times higher, and it adjusts the limit upward each year to account for inflation. You can read more about that on our website, KINYradio.com. And a moose in western Alaska has tested positive for rabies in the first apparent case of a rabid moose in North America, according to state game officials. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game officials began receiving reports of a moose acting aggressively toward people in the community of Teller, located about 70 miles northwest of Nome on the Bering Sea coast. Department staff members killed the moose because of its aggressive behavior and signs indicative of a rabies infection. The carcass was burned to prevent the virus from spreading to scavengers. The Alaska State Virology Laboratory later detected the rabies virus in the moose's brain, according to a statement released by the department. Last week, the department said other rabid moose had been diagnosed in Minnesota and Canada, but corrected that on Monday to say the only known cases of rabies in moose were reported in Europe. The Western Alaska case is the first in North America, according to national database records dating from the 1950s. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.